Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Calvary Bible Church, welcome to another episode of Beyond Sunday. Thanks for joining Randy and I for episode, who knows what number? It's over 100, you it's said. over 100. Mm-hmm. And number two of the year, I think. Wow. Yeah, second sermon of the year anyway. Mid-January's cold too, boy. Woo. Yeah, it's chill outside. Um, so I thought it would be helpful to start, it probably would have been good to do this last week, but mm-hmm. to um, just talk a little bit about the history of how we landed on these core values. Mm-hmm. I hinted at it a little oh, bit on good. a little bit on Sunday. Good. Um, in that, you know, we've we've talked about the the mission statement, mm-hmm. right? We want to pursue God and advance his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of a driving force in our lives. But these values of ours are definitive of us. And I don't know if you remember, but sitting around the, the table uh, with the elders, we were talking about what, what makes CBC distinctive. I mean, there's plenty of things um, that we could talk about or that we have um, in common with other churches, but we felt like these things were distinctive enough about us and important mm-hmm. enough to continue to define us that we wanted to kind of hone in on that. Yeah. Remember those conversations? I do. Not Austin's dad's CBC. No. No. This is the other the CBC. Other CBC. Okay. We're Just like... wanted to be careful. <laughs> yeah, Just the... make sure people were not confused. No, yeah. And Calvary Bible Church in Mount Joy, you know, not the big Calvary right. in Lancaster. Yeah. We've, we're the, like... <laughs> yeah, we're the other CBC. Yeah, we're not the big Calvary, and we're crossing the Catholic. Church. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're we the are, church next we to are the Catholic defined Church. By what we are not, except that's for terrible. the core values, Ex- exactly. except for the four core values, and that's what we're trying to do here in this opening series of the year, which has been really good. So, anyway, last week was biblically no, last week yeah it was biblically shaped, and this week is worshipful. Mm-hmm. It wasn't no, oh, biblically wait. shaped. Was the first one. Yeah, that's what I just this said. This past Sunday was worshipful. Yeah. Didn't I say that? Not quite. Oh, I meant that. Believe me. Yeah, we've covered two so far. Yeah, this is week two. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week was worshipful. We mm-hmm. were in Romans chapter 12, mm-hmm. a very obscure text, mm-hmm. uh, verses 1 through 6. And um, yeah, so before I get into the question that came in mm-hmm. uh, for us today, yeah. can I ask you... Define, like, why is worshipful, and maybe, and I can fill in here too, but why was that something that we talked about as being important enough to isolate as one of our values here? Worshipful. So, because it's a little bit of a vague word in some ways, but yeah, I I struggle with uh, preparing for this series, thinking about being worshipful. Uh, We offer all that we are because of all that He is it can really kind of go in two directions. Mm-hmm. And one, of course, is the actual act of corporate worship, mm-hmm. which we had on our radar quite a bit back then. But then with that came just the overall, we want God to, uh, we want to, uh, <laughs> to use this language, we want to give God all that we are, present him, you know, present ourselves to him. Mm-hmm. So I think it just was because worship itself is such an important part of of our church, and it should be of any local church, and I think all a good, I think all local churches that, you know, we would consider to be, you know, on mission would say mm-hmm. we're, we're a worship. We want to be a worshipful people. Right. So I think in our discussions, it was because the worship 
time is so important to us. We want it to be as vibrant as we can. Um, but it, but it's broad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And two kind of sub points I would add to that mm-hmm. worshipful uh, value would be one, it's we consider ourselves a singing church, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, like that's important to us. It is. But we also recognize that uh, worship doesn't happen only when we're singing, Mm-mm. right? We've been intentional about, mm-hmm. you know, at least recognizing that. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing, I am drawing a total blank on, but it was my better of the two points. Uh, maybe it'll come to you later. Probably will. The, the singing part was a big deal. You know, when Jason and I spend some time talking together, um, you know, we often remind ourselves that that this congregation's voice is the primary instrument. Mm-hmm. And we really have tried through the years to make sure that we continue the the history of, of Calvary Bible Church being a strong singing church with respect to congregational singing. And so uh, that was that was a major part of it, but maybe you'll think of the other part. Yeah, it came yeah. back. Do you got it? Go good. Yep. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I think it was actually Bill Patton uh, who was you know sitting around the table talking about mm. this, um, but just the fact that we want to be uh, genuine in our worship, mm-hmm. like it's not just a show. It's not just something that again we come to church on Sunday yeah. and do, but this worshipful. Uh, attitude and, and lifestyle is is yeah. that it's yeah. all of us it's it's all of our life and it's sincere it yeah. comes from a place of sincerity uh, for who God is and what he's done for us that's good um, yeah so yeah I would agree with that and I've watched and you have too and bill in particular has led the way with uh, the way in which he has progressed in his ability to express to God his own heart. So he feels that sincerity in worship and wants it to be that way, and mm-hmm. we, we all do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to be heartfelt. Absolutely. So a question came in mm-hmm. for us about uh, spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. You ready for it? Yeah. All right. So it says, he's wondering, rather than a supernatural giftedness happening at conversion, mm-hmm. is that before one is born? God, in his foreknowledge, gifts each one created in the image of God for that individual service. That gift is either manifested at conversion or serves as a point of judgment if neglected. So just to summarize that, mm-hmm. right, what I was picking up from that question was, does God gift us um, at the point of conversion, right, through the Spirit, mm-hmm. or is it possible that that happens in God's foreknowledge prior to our conversion at birth, like physical birth. Yeah, what, I, what I'm searching for in my, uh, my mind is I can't, I can't locate verses that would, that would describe the process of a person being gifted, um, receiving, receiving the spiritual gift before receiving the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, you know, even though God, uh, I believe the scriptures is clear on God acting, you know, in eternity past to set in motion all of these things. Uh, what we don't have, though, is we don't have any evidence that that the gifting can occur apart from the reception of the Spirit, which does not occur until the moment of faith. Mm-hmm. So I, I just can't find scripture to bear that out. Uh, but, I think but, you probably could the other the other way around. Mm-hmm, the other, right? yeah. You know, whether mm-hmm. that's... 
Yeah, First Corinthians. Acts two. Yeah, Acts two, but also First Corinthians really, really clear on that with uh, like around chapters 12, 13, and fourteen, especially chapter twelve early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romans might bear that as well, but I don't think it's clear in this text because I think it just jumps from verse six b right to the list of gifts. And yes, it does. So there's no. Um, um, but you'll notice it is tied to faith in verse 3. So each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. So um, I'm going to, I would say, uh, again, I can't find evidence for that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the thinking of that. And what you, but and maybe, maybe this is what, um, you know, you take a, a, a young person, for instance, that grows up in the church, some of our own, for instance, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, from the time they're born, do they have gifts and abilities? They do, but I think whoever wrote this, I, I caught if I if I was listening correctly, they used the word supernatural. So that would be I would I would say that that supernatural gifting occurs at the moment of reception of the Spirit of God, and so anything before anything pre Holy Spirit entrance mm-hmm. would be natural giftedness, mm-hmm. which could show itself. Uh, in some kind of service in the church, I, I'm sure it could, but sure. that's not quite, it's, it's not what these are. Yeah. yeah. And I think where it gets a little murky sometimes for people is that some of the spiritual gifts, you know, you might also say would be natural gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the ability to teach is one that quickly comes to my mind. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. not necessarily something that you, only people. Right who have faith in Christ yeah. have is this ability to yeah. teach at least how it's perceived. Yeah. Now, spiritual teaching is, is yeah. different, yeah. but just the ability to explain something and, and mm. teach a, mm-hmm. a subject or help someone to understand. Sure. Um, yeah. Let me, you know, one a question I got this week already, and, and it happens a lot, and I, and I have covered it a lot, but, you know, how do I find my gift comes up a lot. And so, mm-hmm. you know, through the years, I've tried to steer people to, this, to that Peter, that, that passage in Peter, where it divides the gifts into two, speaking mm-hmm. and serving. Because then uh, you're able to take a, a 50-50 shot, literally, at which gift do you have. If you're, if you're brand new to Christ and you're trying to find your gift, you have those two avenues that you can look at. The other thing, remember, beyond Sunday when you're trying to, you know, put into practice being a worshipful person where you're giving God all that you are, it, it can't happen without you using your gift. So you should not worry about which gift you have because nowhere in Scripture does God tell us to do that. So when I get asked the question, why don't mm-hmm. you teach us how to find my gift? My answer has been through the years, and I mean through the years, has been God doesn't say it anywhere in his word, which means he assumes that all of the Christians hearing about the gifts and the list in 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, for instance, he assumes that they do, that they're going to know what it is. So without any scriptural guidance on how to find it, I'm left with trying to locate some type of a test that somebody has put together mm-hmm. that says it may be because of your tendencies and so forth, we can pinpoint yours. Mm-hmm. I would say, I would be safer, I think, to say to you, uh, uh, dear one, please know that the Spirit of God inside you will guide you to how you're supposed to function in the body because God hasn't told you how to find your gift. 
but I've simplified it by showing you f you got two options. And I, I still stand two by that. Two Yeah, two categories. Yeah. yeah. Speaking or serving. Which one? Yeah. Which right. one has the Holy Spirit gifted you? And that's you? a helpful way to yeah. kind of think of it broadly. Yeah. But but again, let me just say, to, you know, to you, I, I've not, I, I don't think the issue is I'm not serving because I don't know what my gift is. It's maybe I'm not serving because I don't know where I'm needed. Okay. Then I would urge you to take some initiative and, and ask because we can help you with that. Uh, so I don't think it's, I really don't know how I'm supposed to be serving because I don't know my gift. I think it's more other things. And you have to be honest with yourself about that. But I should have, I mean, I should have said on Sunday, and maybe you're one of them, we have tons of people serving. So, you know, it's, it's, it shouldn't sound like a, a downer that, you know, I mean, we have so many people serving. I was thinking about the, the leadership and the, and the key lay people. And I may have mentioned it Sunday, but we have tons of people of all ages. Mm -hmm. So I, I hope that you're one of them because this this particular text that we were studying, which is very, very familiar. I know you were joking about the obscurity of it. I mean, this is so this is so uh, familiar to many Christian people in our faith family. We're presenting our bodies motivated by God's mercy on us. So we say to him, we want to present ourselves to you. The way that happens, remember, the negative keep resisting being shaped by the world, but then also allow yourself to be transformed by the word and the spirit so that you're able at the end of that verse two, you're, you're being put in situations regularly where you're deciding what is right and what is wrong according to the standards of God. You're doing his will. You're not only knowing it, but doing it. And then, of course, I wanted us all to see the link to verse three is now, let me explain this. And mm -hmm. the way he does it is with the spiritual gifts, which is why I wanted us to see there's that strong grammatical link to you can't be a worshipful person and not be a part of the body. You have to function. So I hope that beyond Sunday, in this case, uh, three of us, uh, I hope we're functioning in the body according to the way we've been gifted. Yeah. Or, or and, I, and I didn't do a good job on it. We've been graced. It's a, you know, it, it's that yeah. charis word or charismatic, mm -hmm. uh, charismata word for, mm -hmm. in verse three and also in verse six. Yeah. So uh, for like application purpose purposes, right, spiritual giftedness beyond Sunday, it's a matter of, you know, not getting caught up on, you know, when did I get my gift necessarily? Yeah. But recognize, I mean, not that that's not important, yeah. but am I exercising the gifts that have been given to me yeah. as a follower of Jesus. Oh yeah, because I you know on Sunday I never you know that we're with this we're with this group of folks right all the time and they mm -hmm. and a lot of them are well trained in scriptures and I think okay but but remember they don't all know these things. So for instance everyone who's a genuine Christian does have the spirit which means they do have a spiritual gift which means they have a place in the body to serve. I mean mm -hmm. those are real yeah those are just foundational teachings for us. And the question is, you know, uh, you know, as far as practicality, I, I did hint at one a minute ago. For some, it may not be you, but for someone, they might, they might you know, the first step is um, pick up the phone and, you know, text one of us and say, you know, where can I serve? Yeah. I think this is my, you know, I'm taking my shot at serving or speaking. Here's which one I have. That might be the first step. Mm -hmm. You know, but, you know, 
I don't know. I don't know who's, you know, I don't, of course, we don't know everyone and what they're serving, but no. how they're serving, but a lot of them are. Yeah. Right. And um, that, so two thoughts. Yeah. One, that act of service or exercising your gift, that is an act of worship because it's a recognition of God's worthiness, right? Mm -hmm. Who he is mm -hmm. again, what he's done. And then our response to that is to get to work, right? And the purpose of it, right? Yeah. My second thought there mm -hmm. is I was I went to Ephesians 4, yeah, right? Good. What are all these gifts for, yeah. right? Uh, so let me just read verse mm, yeah, 16. Good. From whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in mm. love. So all of these gifts are for the purpose of building up the body, equipping the church for its own growth. Yeah. And then, right, that just reminds me of the mission statement to yeah. advance God's kingdom. Yeah. Right. We need to be exercising our gifts, um, not for our own sake, yeah. but for the kingdom's sake. That's, I think that's a great that's a great summary, and that text is critical. I think to go along with what we were doing. If I had, if I would have had ten more minutes on Sunday, mm -hmm. the part that I cheated the most was this uh, verse three: "For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment." Mm -hmm. I went to the next part, each according to the measure of faith, because that was quick. That was getting me quickly to where I needed to go. Yeah. But that verse three. So when when you're thinking about yourself with respect to the body, this don't think more highly than you ought to think, but with sober judgment. Yeah. It's a self-controlled, balanced view of yourself where I know I'm important to the body, but I'm not more important than anybody else. Mm -hmm. So actually, think about how self-importance. A wrong view of myself can happen uh, a couple of ways. One is, if I don't serve at all, mm -hmm. I'm too self-focused. I'm too important. If I'm only thinking about myself and not the body, see how that works? And I yep. should I really should have said that. But, but then also, it's more highly than you ought to think in the other direction is, everyone else is very, very important too. I have my place in the body, and that would be where uh, 1 Corinthians 12 would really come into play because he talks about no inferiority complex, no mm -hmm. superiority complex. It's, it's not happening like that here, but he still, but this author is still, God is still talking about don't think of yourself more highly than you're, than you're supposed to. Yeah. So it does kind of play into how I function in the body, mm -hmm. you know, so for what that's worth. Yeah, absolutely. kind of new. Info. No, that's good. Um, and that's part of what this podcast is for. Yeah. It gives you a few extra minutes yeah. to cover some of the things that you didn't get to cover. Yeah. Um, so that's all I have for questions. I think another relatively short episode, but good. it's good. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else you want to add? Next weekend, Lord willing, um, will be uh, core value number three, disciple mm -hmm. making. And our, mm -hmm. how do we act towards the sort of what's called the outsiders or the, the unbelieving world? And that'll be um, our core value number three, mm -hmm. and then finally, uh, you know, so biblically shaped, worshipful, disciple-making, faith family will yeah. be, we'll, ending with, uh, we'll end with John 15, Lord willing, uh, and the uh, kind of a, a short paragraph that starts and ends, with, again, with one of those inclusios or bookends, mm -hmm. uh, love, love one another, love one another, but in the middle, very interesting material for us, I'm, I'm at, I'm anxious to see it. Okay, good. Um, and if someone wants to get ahead on this Sunday, where? where uh, this uh, 
this Sunday, First uh, Peter two nine to twelve. Okay. Uh, being, uh, you know, sort of like aliens in this world, mm-hmm. and how are we supposed to live toward the outsiders? All right, great. Yeah. All right. If you're an alien, we'll see you on Sunday. <laughs> right. And uh, if you have any questions for the podcast, just a quick reminder, you can send them into podcast at cbcmj.com. This is mostly for Austin, but uh, just remember that Friday we're expecting two more inches of snow so the guys could cancel Sunday on us with that. So be prepared. Okay. Good luck. Brave the weather. All right. Love you guys. We'll see you on Sunday. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.